on. Let's meet some faith this morning, right? Stand up with us. Welcome to church. Welcome to Northview. We're excited that you have chosen to feed something that is going to benefit your life this morning. And I know that it's, um, I loved on that part, it showed flowers growing, but then it showed mold growing. And if you've ever seen mold growing, it is, it's scary. And to put that in context of our fear or the things that we allow to grow in our lives, that's so incredible. And did you know that mold grows in the darkness? And so when we put light, the light of the word, the light of faith into our life, yeah, that's when the good things grow, right? And so as we're worshiping this morning, again, just make that offering to the Lord. Okay, God, I'm going to allow your spirit to grow in me. I'm going to allow my faith to grow this morning. And we're just going to press in. We're going to press into his presence today. And I know that he has incredible things for us, right? Because when we knock, he answers. Amen? God, we thank you that you are available, Lord, that you have made yourself known to us. Lord, that you have extended your hand through heaven and, and extended it to us. God, extended it to me. God, you've offered your grace and your love to me. And so I honor you, God, and I want to sing, and I want to worship you, and I want to bring you praise this morning, God, for transcending all of my fears, all of my sins, all of my pain, and bringing me into the comfort of the Father like nothing else can do. God, we love you and we worship you. There is a grace that holds nobody, and now the power is 
declare victory, right? By just raising up that hallelujah this morning. Amen? Thank you, man.
God. Thank you for going before us and preparing this day for us. God, soften our hearts, the soil of our minds to receive your word this morning, God. Lord, we love you and we declare victory in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. 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 You may be seated. Make sure that I'm not on mute there. Um, good morning. As you can see, um, we're in the second week of 2021. How you feeling? Yeah. I, I, wow. We got some claps. That's that's that's. I'm. Hey, I need you here. That's good. Um, 2021. How many of you feel like you're still holding your breath and waiting for something bad to happen? What's next? Do you feel that way? Just a lot of pressure right now, and. Um, it's it's funny we're like God, what's next <laughs> you know and we're not really thinking that in a good way and we're thinking okay i just feel like there's something else what else could happen and i almost don't want to even go down that road but it just feels like there's just got to be something else on, on you feel that way what is going on with us we we just it's it's like hope is eroding in our future and we just want to know what the answer is you know what the answer is you know what's going to happen next Jesus is coming back. Yeah. I mean, it, it, at least we want him to right now, um, if anything else, because there's just uh, so much that's going on. Who would have ever thought, you know, we're coming into 2021 with a lot of hope, and then um, it just seems like things just got even crazier. And um, you know what? We're just going to continue to, to uh, believe that um, God's going to do his purposes. He's going to make things right. Because God is the one who's in charge. He's in control. And sooner or later, we're going to um, have to just give the, our fears over to God. And as a nation, we need to come back to God. And I just want to open up. Can we just pray for our country? Just do that together. As God, as people who believe in God's authority. Father, we thank you that... You are our Lord, and you are our King, and that uh, you are our authority. God, we ask that you will bless America. Help us as Christians, as people of Northview Church, to represent you well in a difficult season. Help us to keep our eyes focused on you. Help us to speak truth. Help us to speak wisely. Give us discernment. Give us love. We need you to speak through us and for us. I ask that you'll bless our community and our leaders. I ask that you'll bless the, um, the nation's transition and the next weeks and months. I ask for peace. and God, I, we, We're at a loss. Help us to give up trying to control things. And help us to pursue you in our daily lives in Jesus' name. Amen. As you see on the sides, we've uh, got sign-ups ready for groups. If you have not been a part of a group, I encourage you, now's a great time to be considering that. Groups are really going to be a bigger emphasis, bigger emphasis in 2021, as we have seen in this last year, uh, how vital they were for the health of the church when that's all we could do at a season was 100% everybody was part of a group. So that really helped us realize the importance of, of church at home. And one of the blessings, and there's many, of, of being part of a connect group was what we call our small groups, is you have a friend. You got somebody that you can call. You got somebody that you can pray with or that can pray over you. 
somebody that you can connect with and and maybe you just need to go snowshoeing together, which we did yesterday, which was a lot of fun. And just get out in nature. How many of us find God and we'll see God more clearly in nature? Whether you're hiking, camping, hunting, whatever it is. You know, we kind of need that in our lives. We need somebody to be in agreement with us in those areas. And so connect groups are, we're launching those. We're getting ready for those to be really kicking off. I want you to consider that. Even consider opening your home to a few of your friends to come over from church and just build relationships. We've got an eight-week study that's coming up, or 13-week, but it's going to be broken down in an eight-week video series. And uh, Tony Evans is going to do an awesome job for us. If you don't know who Tony Evans is, um, it's a phenomenal guy. I'm excited to, uh, to do this in our homes together as a church and grow. Amen? Also, I don't know if it's on the back of the screen, uh, we've got a uh, Pinewood Derby car race coming up. That's February 27th. How many of you have done Pinewood Derby cars before? It's a lot of fun. I see some hands right up in the air. In fact, that car right there, that's my car back in the day, the, the flame one. That, and back in the early 90s, we made that. And uh, that, that holds special memories for me. And then Jackson's car is the camouflage car. We built that one together when we did that here. And we have those as memories. And so these are some things that you can do with your kids. You can do um, with your grandkids. This is not age limit. It's not, you know, boys, girls. In fact, we, we uh, even have an adult's uh, category that you want to build a car, go ahead and build a car. It's just for us church. It's, it's, it's just for you. And so you can sign up online and it's 25 bucks. You get the kit, you get the registration, pays for the, the track fees and all that other stuff. And that's coming up in a, in a little while. So I think it'll just be fun to connect together. How many of you are ready just to connect together again? I am. And because uh, I missed you and I, I'm excited that we have be, begun to open things up more and more as the calendar's um, we're being, we're able to plan a little better this year. So I am thankful for that. And we can, uh, just kind of spend more time together this year. It's, it's needed. It's the healthy part of, uh, healing that we have in our lives. Well, head on over with me to uh, Acts chapter seven. We are studying through Acts and each, uh, week we take a chapter and we are, um, just right in the middle of Acts, which is a great study that we get to do. Uh, together and learn about God's Word and the acts of the Holy Spirit and acts of the, the apostles with the disciples and what God was doing through them. God was just moving uh, miraculously. There was healings and there was just supernatural works of God happening in all through Acts. And the disciples were just ministering in just the fullest capacity with the Holy Spirit as the agent that moved them forth, for, forth and launched the what we call the New Testament church into this new, new area that had never been seen before. Freedom of, of, uh, of all the religious institutions of trying to find God's grace and forgiveness was now just something that was quickly becoming part of the past. And this new church was... Uh, uh, gaining momentum. There was thousands of people beginning to follow um, Christ and what the disciples were teaching every single day. And some people didn't like that. As you know, the Pharisees and some of the religious leaders really began to be upset. And this is where we really see it starting to come into action, where they started taking things in their own hands. And you, you must know that the Romans and the Jewish leaders, they were in kind of an agreement of how they were, they were controlling the people. And so there was almost this religious and government um, working together and taking law into their own hands and persecuting the church. And this is where we begin to see that happen. And this is uh, the account where we're going to read 
about the stoning of Stephen. And before Stephen um, was attacked, murdered, he began to talk about the unity that they have with the patriarchs, talking about the Old Testament, the, the, the kings of the past. And he begins to speak to these religious leaders about the, about the, 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 the people that were there, and David and, and uh, these, these people that, that represented the Old Testament. By the way, the Old Testament wasn't known as the Old Testament in those days. It was just scripture. And he was trying to relate to them. And he was pointing out the rejection of their forefathers. And Acts chapter 7, verse 51. Let's start there. So he had this long conversation. And he says, you stiff-necked people, your hearts are still uncircumcised. He's, he, he basically calls them out and says, you stiff-necked, you proud, you, you people who, who are uh, smug. He's really, really putting it into their face. These re religious leaders who were esteemed, who had been put on a pedestal, and those people loved the pedestal. There was a separation. He basically calls them out and says, your hearts are still uncircumcised. uncircumcised. And for the, the Jewish customs... Circumcision was more than a rite of passage. For them, it was a sign of their covenant with God, their agreement that there was a special mark on them. It was God's chosen people, a di distinct relationship with God. And Stephen was calling them out like this as a slap in the face. In fact, it was more than that. He was calling them Gentiles or lawbreakers. Continuing on, he says, you're just like your ancestors. And he's saying this not in a good way, on the opposite end of those who represented God. He's saying the opposite, that they didn't represent God, the ones that they're following. It was that you always resisted the Holy, you always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not pers persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you have betrayed and murdered him. You have received the law that was given through angels, but have not obeyed it. Angels or messengers. So he's saying you have law, you have everything that you need. This is, you have all the information to make an accurate and correct decision of who Jesus is and you murdered him. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. You've heard this before, weeping and gnashing of teeth, usually references to uh, uh, hell. And weeping and gnashing of teeth, that gnashing is more than just pain. It's a, it's a, an insult. It's a, I, 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 I am angry and I'm disrespected by you, or I, I, uh, I don't like you. This gnashing of teeth at Stephen. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up into heaven, saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Sometimes we get this story just a little bit confused. We tend to think of Stephen as they drug him out and they stone him. And while he's being stoned by the people there, they, heaven opens up. And, he, and, and God just basically delivers him of all the pain. But really what happens is he, he sees God before the people, the religious people. And Jesus is offensive to them. 
And Jesus being offensive these days is not a new thing. Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, teaches us how a person full of the Holy Spirit acts like when Jesus is unpopular. And Jesus isn't all that popular anymore in America. Being full of the Holy Spirit, have you ever wondered that? What does it mean to be full of the Holy Spirit? I want you to be full of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what that means? I think that if we were to look at this, we could look at the life of Stephen and say, I want to be full of the Spirit. I don't know what that looks like, so I'm going to look at the life of Stephen. The life of Stephen, he was a man who he was a servant. He was called to serve. He was called to just do the uh, feed the widows and, and, and minister. And then he was also full of uh, the Spirit. And, and miracles were happening and his ministry was going on. He, he pursued God with faith. And in his death, it spoke a lot about how the Holy Spirit used him. In the face of opposition, full of the Holy Spirit, you're able to speak truth even when you may be rejected. But when you're full of the Holy Spirit, intimidation is no longer a factor. And when you're full of the Holy Spirit, there's only one priority that's keeping your eyes on Jesus. Being full of the Holy Spirit means you have a different kind of confidence than self-confidence. How do you have that? Being full of the Holy Spirit, what did he do? He looked up and he saw. In the moment of him speaking truth to these people who should have known. Speaking truth to them and cutting them to the heart. Giving them a last chance. Guys, this is what betrayal to God looks like. Do we have that kind of boldness? When we're full of the Holy Spirit, we can. Not on our own. To speak this way seems pretty harsh. But remember, these were the people who were oppressing religious ways. So they were becoming an obstacle, a hurdle for people to get to God. And God's speaking through Stephen saying, stop putting roadblocks in people's lives for them to get to me. Remember, Jesus is the mediator now. There is a new agreement. The Old Testament, as we call, was being a new agreement with the New Testament, as we call it now. There's this transition, and they were in the middle of that transition. Have you been in transition? We're kind of in transition now. It's what we do with the transition. Where do we go from here? Where what you saw before isn't there anymore. And what lays ahead? You've got too many questions you don't know. Stephen looked up and he saw, if you can just picture this in this moment, this heated argument, this heated conversation in this battle, he looks up and he sees Jesus. The clouds open up. He's been given a vision. When you're full of the Holy Spirit, God reveals himself to you. And it doesn't matter what evil attacks come against you as long as you look in the right direction. Have you been under, under attack? Has your faith been under attack? Has your home been under attack? Has your family, your children, your marriage, has it been under attack? Has it been under attack at the workplace? Has it been work, uh, under attack while you're sleeping? And Stephen knew if he could just keep his eyes focused on one thing, he could overlook the harassment People, we need to pursue looking at the right thing. 
Look at the right direction. He points out the answer to their problem and the solution to the pain. We have a, we have a, a world that is full of problems and they are riddled with pain. And this world is groaning for an answer. And guess what? You've got that answer. God has revealed the glory of heaven to you. Through the power of the Holy Spirit working in you. Creating a vision of what it looks like to live by God's grace. Live it. Live by His love, His forgiveness. Understand it. Know it. Speak about it. Love it. And live it. You see, people, if you believe in Jesus, people won't want to hear your perspective. Your perspective changes. And when you have a Jesus-centered perspective in everything, even politics, people stop listening to that perspective. Are you prepared for that? What if we have a filter that is a Jesus filter? And I need this in my life. I'll tell you what, I'm just like you. Politics has, has almost just about ruined me. Right? I mean, I consume that garbage. And I, I get wrapped up in it emotionally, and I, I've had to delete some things. I've had to, like, almost get off social media, except for communi communicating to you guys. And that's one of the hardest things, is control. Part of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Being full of the Spirit and filled with the Spirit is operating in the gifts of the Spirit, even with the fruit of that. Self-control. And it's... It's difficult, amen? Like we're, we're just, we're under pressure. Sometimes our perspectives, they don't, they get missed out because we have a Jesus perspective or a biblical viewpoint. You know what happens? You ever have a biblical viewpoint and people get angry at that? They're not getting angry at you, they're getting angry at Jesus. In you, your light is beginning to shine out. That means the influence that's coming out, they're persecuting him through you. You ever wonder that? Like, why do they hate me so much? Or why do they hate Jesus so much? It's a conflict of the Spirit. But we speak anyways. See, being the full, full of the Holy Spirit doesn't mean we just be quiet. It means we speak. We speak truth. We speak it with love. See, they didn't miss out on His perspective. They missed out on seeing God. Have you ever been in an argument where you knew you were losing, but you began, you just kept pursuing your point anyways, even though you knew it was wrong because you'd already been there. I wonder if this is what the Pharisees were like right now, because they were so angry, angry and anger. It shuts our ears, doesn't it? If you're in that moment of, uh, of just trying to prove your point and you know you're losing and you just begin to get angrier and angrier, it's because you know you're losing. This is exactly what's happening to the Pharisees. The Pharisees knew they were in the wrong. The Holy Spirit's conviction was right there with them, but they were denying and rejecting that. They were rejecting Stephen. Because the Holy Spirit, they, they wanted to block out. Anger, is this, in this sense, was stemmed from pride. And listening can't happen if you close your ears. 57. At this, they covered their ears. Yelling at the top of their voices. They all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. That's what, that was the tipping point. When he said, 
all of these things about them and, and the, their history and all that. It's when he, when he said, I could see Jesus at the right hand. Can't you see him? Look for yourselves. He's right there for you too. They drug him out. Imagine that picture. If Stephen was here with us today, I think he would say something like this. When God reveals something to you, share it. I think Stephen, if he was standing right here, he would say, it doesn't matter if they reject you. It doesn't matter if they love you back. It doesn't matter if they cast stones at you. It doesn't matter if you don't see God working in them. What matters is how well you can see past the problem or past their pain. Stephen was here with you today. He would say that this event would have been worth it. He never lived to see the impact that his death had on the church. In fact, this was one of the greatest events that helped launch the church into the next area of growth. I read of this church exploded outward it was centered here and then this event made the church scatter go further into the world but he never saw that he never saw this this happen he only saw rejection they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him meanwhile the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named saul Saul or Paul would no doubt remember this moment and it would affect his ministry and how he would handle the persecutions he would later receive, I'm sure. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He was ready to go. And I can't imagine that. Just, just give you a little picture of what that was like. Stoning, they drag him out, they dig a hole, they bury you up to your waist. They begin to throw rocks at you. And it's not big rocks. You throw small rocks. And then it gets bigger. Lord Jesus re received my spirit. And then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this against them. And when he said this, he fell asleep. Stephen's death seems strangely familiar, doesn't it? does to me. Jesus on the cross, he uttered similar words. Luke 23, 46, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Jesus also prayed, Luke 23, 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Lord, do not hold the sin against them. When he said this, he had fallen asleep. The similarities between Jesus and Stephen in their death is this. You become what you focus on. I think it's a timely message for us to remember that we become what we focus on. If your eyes are on the world, we're going to be, be like the world. If your eyes are on pain, your, your life's going to be filled with agony. If your eyes are on greed, possessions will control you. If your eyes are on anger, then your temper will rule you. 
If your eyes are on Jesus, then your life will reflect sacrifice. Here's a secret I think that we can learn from Stephen. And I think he would say this with confidence. The plan of God for you is in your life is not about you. His plan for you isn't about giving you more comfort. God's purpose isn't for you to bring you more blessings. His plan for you is to make himself known through your life, even if it costs you yours. If Stephen believed that God's plan for his life was to make it easier, Stephen would have missed out on his greatest opportunity. His death spoke more about the life than the more about his life than the blessings he received while he was alive. Don't overlook the power of pain in your life to preach. Because many times you will see Jesus more clearly in the middle of it. You found that to be true? When there's stones cast at you and you just feel like you're getting beat up, if you look in the right direction, you're going to see Jesus more clearly. God will use pain to place you into his purpose. You think that God had a plan? You think that God had a purpose? Absolutely, he did. And he used pain to bring about his purpose. If you keep Jesus in the center of all that you do, you will naturally refuse to let anything distract you from seeing God's hand in everything. Give up chasing the blessings in life and allow God to bless your life. Hear the difference? It's one that we have to settle with in America because we love to chase the blessings. But God says, I just want to bless your life. And right now, there's a lot of things to get your eyes off Jesus. There is. There's a lot of stones being thrown at you. How are you going to navigate through pain? Are we just trying to get past the pain? If, you get, if you're just trying to get past the pain, you're going to miss out on Jesus. If Jesus, if all he tried, wanted to do was try and get past the pain, right? He would never have ended up where he was, and the plan wouldn't have worked trying to... Avoid pain is not God's purpose for your life. We can close our ears and we can yell back and we can shut off to what God is trying to speak to us. Or we can be full of the Holy Spirit and speak words that focus people's attention on Jesus. Whether they get it or not, that's up to them and God. You and I have the same potential, the same power. It's the same power in Stephen. It's in us. We're all candidates at any moment to see God work in any way that he wants to work. Whether it's through feeding and meeting someone's needs practically or doing a supernatural work in their lives through you. It's not an easy task when there's an outbreak of emotions every other week that you're facing. You're trying to navigate. How do I, how do I navigate through anger in yourself? And fear is a real temptation and unknown uncertainty and heartbreak. As Americans, we love America. We don't like to see what's going on. Not an easy task. And that's why we need to spend more time in Scripture and His Word so that His Word becomes our attitude. Why we need to pray so His voice 
can be our opinions. Full of the Spirit just does not happen by accident. Full of the Spirit means we satisfy the hunger and the thirst through God's presence alone. We don't become more full of the Spirit by becoming angrier at the world. That's the temptation that you and I face. Remember, God still loves this world and gave his son for this world currently that you and I live in. We can't forget that. And God's heart is probably breaking right now more than he has in a while because of all the disruption. However, the pain can reveal Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit to help us handle this world that you and I live in. Amen. If there's any, any time for us to pray, God, teach me what it's like to be full of the Holy Spirit. I think now is the time. Like you may not know and you want that, but you're not even sure what that looks like. Maybe you've had, you've been brought up in church and it has different ideas. Maybe being full of the Holy Spirit to you has been taught that means you speak in tongues. We need to kind of just open the box a little bit. Isaiah 11, 2, and the Holy Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Spirit of wisdom, give us that, God. Spirit of understanding, we need that. The Spirit of counsel, teach us. Spirit of might, God, give me strength. And the Spirit of knowledge, help us, God, to understand and know what to do. And the fear of the Lord, we got to come back to respecting God. And maybe God's bringing us to our knees. That he will reveal himself to us and help us to be able to love past the pain. Love past the pressure. To love past the persecution. And I'm afraid that it might just get worse. How are we going to handle that? If we're just trying to get past this stage, which I'm guilty of, I'm thinking, God, if we could just get past this point, I think maybe now I just need to say, God, and you and I, say, God, help me to slow down and see you right now. Right now. Can we just pray that together? That God would just fill us up enough to be able to see past our circumstances. And that God would bless our life in the middle of it. And the pressures and the things that you're facing right now. That, like Stephen, he didn't have to carry the anger that they carried. He didn't have to carry their emotions and hatred. In fact, he was so in love with Jesus, that's all he could see. I think that's a healthy thing for us to pursue. Amen. Let's stand together. Let's close our eyes. God, we, we know that you're speaking at this moment in our world. Help us as believers 
People who believe that you speak today and to us personally, help us not to miss out on that. Fill us with your presence. Remove agendas from us. Preconceived ideas. Help us to rest in the fullness of your grace. Help us to move forward. Protect us from going backwards. Help us in our words that we can call things out and be strong in that. We need to. But God, we need your help to do it in love because it's very hard and difficult to do that. I pray in the name of Jesus a protection over every single person here. Their hearts will continue to be soft to hearing your voice. Plant us. Establish us by the stream of living water. Help us to have deep roots in your word. The foundation of calling upon Jesus as our source of strength. Be quick, oh God. Minister to families and individuals here today. In Jesus' name we say together. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for being here. And uh, take a few moments to sign up for our group. And let's continue to have the conversation about God in your homes. Bless you. We'll see you next week.